Good evening and welcome back to the program. It is great to have you on board as always and I thank you for taking your time to listen to me. I'm nothing special. I'm just a child of God. That's it. I'm not a rich man. I don't own a bunch of things and we're not supposed to. But tonight we're going to talk about conformity. And conforming to the world, you'll excuse me if I sip water in between, just got over an illness, so I appreciate your grace. Conformity is an interesting issue. Some people think they're non-conformist, and yet they're actually doing what the rest of the world is doing, so therefore, how are they a non-conformist? And then you say, oh, well, you Christians say you're non-conformist, and yet there's a billion of you in the world. Well, that's not true either. Um, there are those who call themselves that, yes. But we're going to take a look at a couple of scriptures. We're not going to go super deep, and we're not going to go to a million of them. We're just going to go through a few. Let's turn your Bibles to Romans. Now remember, this is a King James Bible, by the way. If you're new to the program, I only use the King James Bible because it has not added or deleted from the Word of God. So, if we turn to our Romans, our Romans, yeah, Romans, as I'm doing now, I don't prepare ahead of time, I don't uh, get my scriptures ready, although I, you think I would sometimes and just have it ready to go. But like you, I'm going to just hurry up and try to find where we're going. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Conforming to the world. You know, Christmas and all the things that are heathen or that belong to the heathen. The things you participate in. I've said before, if an atheist and a Christian go watch Marvel superheroes or whatever the uh, big movie out there is. Tell me how they are different. The sinner is the atheist. The bigger sinner is that Christian. Why? Because some of you would go, yeah, I don't see how that works. Uh, the atheist should be the bigger sinner. No, no. Maybe the atheist has not been shown or been given the truth properly. While the Christian, the professing Christian, the hypocrite, claiming to know the truth, that's the sinner. Pretty sad. They have, or claim that they have. But, that could be his falsely led church building, who is living outside the Bible. You see, they look at the Bible as a great book. 
instead of the holy button. It's a little bit different when you put reference to it. When you think of it being holy instead of just some excellent, uh, pretty good, darn good book, uh, one of the best books I've ever read, couldn't put it down. This is not Dostoevsky. This is not Crime and Punishment, War and Peace. This is not The Great Gatsby or Ironweed or any other great book in time that's been on the 100 top readers list. Henry St. James or Henry James, none of those. They are misled or misinformed. Now let's turn our Bibles to Peter chapter 1, verses 14 and 16. So, Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 to 16. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So how do you intend on answering at the judgment seat in your Batman shirt? Does that show holiness? Or is not that a form of lust? As it should be. Dear friend, this is not about growth as a Christian. The growth is knowledge of the Bible. Well, he's a new Christian. Okay. So he's saved and he doesn't know that he's not supposed to be wearing a Batman shirt? Uh, I have a hard time believing that. Real hard time. See, when and if you are saved, simple things like this become obvious quickly. Whoever teaches or tells you it's not a big deal. It's on a fast track to eternal damnation. I guarantee you that. I don't want to be on that fast track. I don't want to be on that track at all. I ain't going to that show. No thank you. Let's turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And we're going to start in 14. And it's amazing how many times people make excuses of why they do things. I'm like, I don't understand why they do that. The Bible is very clear. If you're not ready to follow it, you clearly are not saved. I'll say it right now. Well, well they're just new. Okay, well, well, I'll tell you what. Let's take the blame off of them. Let's blame the pastor of that church. Let's blame the bishops and deacons of that church. Let's blame the elder. I'll tell you, it comes right down to that. So if it's not that person's fault, then it is that building itself that they're in. They are in sin. They are not doing what they're supposed to do. We can pass the buck. 
because that's what people like to do. Let's pass the buck. It's somebody else's fault. You're not a grown person. You can't make your own decisions. Even if you're 30, 35, 40 years old, you still need your mama. I don't think that's a good thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? So when you participate willingly with a lot of things that are anti-God, don't try and wear that raiment. It don't fit. Don't try and drink from that cup, because that ain't apple juice, my friend. Just sipping. Verse 15, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? See, there is only good and evil. There is no in-between. There is no, well, it ain't that bad. There are people worse. I agree, there sure are. There sure are. And if you don't get it right, quick, you're hopping a ride with them. And you're not going to like where they're driving. Verse 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They shall be my people. Idols. You know, like the game this Sunday. Wonder what the spread is. Think they should be a 10-point favorite. I'm sorry, how does any of that glorify God? It doesn't. So your idol is the game. And betting. Or just thinking about betting. And don't forget the playoffs. God does not walk in you, my friend. I don't care if you bought a not today Satan not today what was that what are they yeah not today Satan t-shirts. Side note, there should be like no day. That would be kind of the answer. There should be no day Satan. Always fascinated me that t-shirt. Not today Satan, as if there was a day made. Verse seventeen. Wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So what's he saying? Leave all that trash behind. Forget the organized sports, country clubs, babble buildings. And come to the one who will love you and never sin against you. Like the world does. It or will, given the opportunity. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse eighteen. And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. You see, there is no greater love than this. Unless you believe in secular conditional love with loopholes. Well, the world's got that for you. You know all your non-conformists out there in the world? Well, I follow my own drummer. Well, your drummer's uh, drumming a beat right to hell. 
I fly my own way. What are you, Frank Sinatra? You like it your way? It ain't about your way. Your way is eternal damnation. Let's go to Mark. We're going to go to Mark. Remember, we're in the King James Bible. Mark, and why do I say that? Because sometimes scriptures don't match up, do they? If you've been doing it long enough, some folks know that. So we're going to go to Mark, chapter 8, verse 38. I repeat that more so for myself, so I can remember where I'm going. All right. I'm getting old, you know. Can't remember things. Luckily, I can't remember to do all the bad things anymore. That's good. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Okay, you gotta listen now because that's a red lettering. So some people, well, I don't know about that and that. I only listen to what Jesus says. All right, well, well he's saying it right here. It's in red lettering, so, you know, you gotta be listening now. What it means to follow Jesus now. Let me ask you something. Do you turn those Christian programs that's on the radio down when someone else is in the area? Do you tuck the Bible away so as not to deal with confrontation? Uh-oh, confrontation. Are you reserved when you're witnessing so not to offend someone? then you're ashamed of Jesus. Well, no, I'm just being polite and considerate. No, you're ashamed of Jesus. Well, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You are ashamed of Jesus. This whole book is going to offend everybody who's not saved, so I don't know who in the world you're talking to out there that's not saved that's not going to be offended. That story does not have wings and it does not fly. Ain't happening. If they are not saved, and you are witnessing to them, and they're offended, okay, good. If, as long as it's the words of God that are offending, and you're not offending. That's two different things now. If you're going to start calling them names and things like that. But you can let them know they're going to hell. Truth is the truth. Sometimes you got to be blunt in some cases, but... Eternal damnation, that's what they got. There's only two choices. It's not like there's a, it's not Hawaii or the Japanese islands where there's a bunch of different islands somewhere. And a little well, I might go here and I might go there. No, you're going one way or you're going the other way. You got two choices. Personally, I don't think it's uh, all that hard. Although I guess it's not as hard or easy as it used to be or hard as it used to be, if you, however you want to put that. A hundred years ago, you knew. You knew. And then the Bible perversions came along with the RSVs and the ASVs. And the ERVs. Pretty much from 1900 on. And they changed things. And the teachings got soft. Because they don't want to offend anybody. Jesus came and he said he came to divide. They miss that part, because they don't want to be offensive. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Well, don't try to be some nonconformist then. 
Because you certainly are just like all the other non-conformists in the world who claim to be non-conformist. There's billions of them, by the way. There are billions of non-conformists in the world. Amazing for non-conformists. But there are fewer Bible believers, actual King James Bible believers, who stick to the Word of God and don't get caught up into the trappings of the world. They don't need to be trapped in debates and endless garbage like that. Nonsense. You don't like what I have, you don't have to take it. If you don't want eternal salvation, man, that's on you. If you don't want to walk on the streets of gold someday, hey, that's your problem. But don't say someone didn't warn you. You want pain the rest of your eternity? You do what you got to do there. You want to be in eternal anguish? Again, that's on you. But see, you have the option, though. Don't act as if you don't. Well, God will just fix it for me. No, 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 no. God is not a dictating God. He's not a tyrant. He's a free will God. People will say he's a tyrant. And I always ask, well, how is he tyrant? Just kind of curious. How does that work out? I'll be doing a video, a small study on that uh, uh, coming up in some day. You got a choice. But you choose to follow your flesh and your lusts and your desire. And I've talked about lusts. And all of that pride and where that leads you. Some people die from it. That's a boat I don't want to get onto. Because that's a sinking boat. That's a sinking boat and it's got no life preservers and I ain't sailing on it. With that, thank you for listening tonight. Don't be a nonconformist as the world as a nonconformist. When it comes to conformity, don't be like all that. Step away. Come out from her, which would be the Roman Catholic Church. Get away from all of that. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. If you can just get rid of your selfish desires and you can do everything, which you can't. You can control your own destiny. No, you won't. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Just call out. Call out and bleed, man. You can be saved. It is not hard. It is not difficult. You just got to give it all. But you got to be broken. Some people say, well, sounds good. Maybe I'll do that uh, whole Jesus thing. It doesn't work that way. It's not a Jesus thing. It's not a Jesus freak movement of the, uh, seven, the early 70s, which was popular at one point in time. There are still remnants of those type of people around to today. So again, Romans chapter 10, verse 13, we're going to end it on that. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved.
with sincerity in their hearts. I thank you for watching this evening. I thank you for listening this evening. And I hope you take the opportunity. Maybe I was a little blunt, but it is what it is. Come to the Lord, because the days are drawing nigh. Good night.